The Tab Summer of Glory's Group 1 Weekend is coming. The green light goes on. They're racing in the Group 1. Two incredible nights at Tab Court Park, Melton. Friday, February 4, the All Trotters Card. Featuring the woodland stud, What the Hill, Great Southern Star. Then, Saturday, Feb 5, a stellar card on Delray National Hunter Cup Nights. Come and say hi to the hero horses. Lap up the action, the on-course entertainment, DJ and food trucks, and free kids' activities. Why not book a dining package? For all the Tap Summer of Glory news, see thetrots.com.au. The Mile Rate for the Tab Summer of Glory. Next weekend, the Woodland Stud, What the Hill, Great Southern Star, and the Delray National Hunter Cup. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Mile Rate. Well, I'm still buoyed by the action last night. It was uh, the middle night, or well, the second of four nights, actually, of the uh, the Summer of Glory, and we had a, a fantastic night. There was so much, so much action, plenty of drama, and uh, some wonderful performances. And the good thing is we've got more of it to come next Friday and Saturday night with the, with the Great Southern Star and the Hunter Cups coming up. Rob Orber, good morning to you. A very good morning, Danny. Good morning, everyone. And what a night of harness racing at Tapcourt Park, Melton, last night with the two Group 1 races with the uh, Dallard uh, Trotters Cup. That was an amazing uh, performance by Majestuoso to take out that race. And we saw the Victorian Harness Racing Club Caduceus at three-year-old classic. It was a second running of this race. We saw a, a wonderful winner in Bondi lockdown last year, and this year equally as good by he's the son of a gun. So I think this race uh, has found a really wonderful slot moving forward, and we had some great action. And uh, the week ahead going into uh, the Great Southern Star and Hunter Cup, uh, I can't wait. Actually, I'm not sure that at the barrier draws will have ever have been as important. They're always important, but particularly this this time because the differences could be horses that can win and horses that just can't. Yet the Hunter Cup itself, um, I mean, favouritism is actually up for grabs depending on that barrier draw. Oh, no question about it, Danny. And if we hit, we saw the uh, appetite of the, uh, or the entree of uh, the Ballarat Cup with the amount of moves that were made in the race, you know, even speaking on Trot's vision last night, uh, you know, there's genuinely six, seven winning chances in this Hunter Cup, and it all come down to barrier draws. And I think those horses uh, that do draw poorly, I think they'll be put in the race. I think we're going to see a very exciting Hunter Cup. And those barrier draws are on Monday, live on Trot's Vision. Live on Trot's Vision, uh, Nikita Ross and Jason Bonington there at 7 o'clock on Trot's Vision Monday night. So tune in. It'll be uh, a fascinating watch and I'm sure uh, all the connections will be uh, hoping their lucky numbers come up. Well, speaking of a fascinating watch, there was quite a few races where that was apt. Uh, the uh, first of the Group 1s was the Victoria Harness Racing Club Caduceus Three-Roll Classic. It was simply a stunning performance by He's a Son of a Gun. Back 27-8, third quarter. Captain Ravishing joined by He's a Son of a Gun. Then came Celestio Matuka. Into the straight now. On the outside, He's a Son of a Gun. Put his neck in front of Captain Ravishing. Celestio Matuka out wider, runs on. He's a Son of a Gun in front. Hot deal. One of the bolters getting home. He's a Son of a Gun in front, though. He's a Son of a Gun. He's done all the work, and that's some sort of a win. He's a Son of a Gun has won it from second. Might be... Oh, gee, on the line, it's close. Celestio Matuka and... Thank you. He's just, um, he's just the best. Um, he did it tough tonight and um, 
you know, I, I don't really know what to say. I'm just so proud of him because um, um, he's just such a professional. He he really wants to win. He knows where the line is, and um, even at home, you know, he always digs in until he get hits the line first. He he just loves it. Sophia Arvidsson there. Uh, she had her first Group One winner to uh, to end the year on Vic Bread Night uh, with this horse. He's the son of a gun. She's been to Sweden in between and uh, back from a little break to see her family, and she wins another Group 1. But it was the way that this horse did it. He's a son of a gun. It was... Well, I knew he was good, but he's gone to another level. Oh, his performance was amazing. A mile rate of 152.5, sitting in the breeze throughout. Last half in 55.6. 27.7, 29.8 the first two quarters. They came home in 27.8 and 27.8. And, uh, of course, uh, he's the son of a gun, sat outside. Captain Ravishing, who was only having his third start last night. And uh, he was just too powerful. He ran away for a big win. Celeste Matuka, who had a nice trail in a 1-1, finishing off nicely. Hot deal. Uh, another big performance by an Aaron Dunn-trained runner. He savaged the line late. And Captain Ravishing, despite running fourth, I thought he was very brave in defeat. Yeah, very exciting uh, going forward for these bunches of uh, uh, the three-year-olds. He's a son of a gun, Rob. is uh, going to press onto the New South Wales derby and... You've got to hand it to Matt Craven. This horse has come through all of the feature races at the back end, and he keeps getting better through the Breeders' Crown, which seemed to make him. And then the Vic Bread, now to win this Group 1 tonight. I mean, Bondi Lockdown won this race last year, and now he presses on. And, and I think that he, he would probably be the favourite for the New South Wales Derby at this stage. Yeah, no doubt, uh, Danny, uh, on his performance. And, you know, I suppose there's been you know some discussion regarding uh, whether these races were going to be too hard on some of these horses. I think completely to the contrary. It's actually making horses. They're, they're, they're turning three. It's late in the year. Uh, they're a lot more mature. They can handle the racing. And we've seen horses that have gone through the Breeders' Crown onto the Vic Bread that have actually improved. And in this case, we've got another horse that's just continued to develop even further. So I think the calendar's right. And I, I, I think we're just going to keep seeing our racing stock get better and better in years to come. Rob, the second of the Group 1s was the Tab VL Dallard Trotters Cup. It was a terrific race. The, uh, the two favourites, they both got fired up at the Bell Majestuoso and Temporale. Uh, it was a, a fantastic win by Majestuoso, who started favourite comes Wobbly with a run. In behind them then, too tough. Monarchy can't go on. It's still Majestuoso. He's got a kick left on Wobbly. Majestuoso on the final. Ben led six metres. Third quarter in 29. The leader is Majestuoso from Wobbly. Always ready running on. It's Majestuoso 100 to go. It's going to be a long 100. He's six metres in front. Always ready. He's charging. Majestuoso always ready. Getting close but not close enough. Oh, mighty win. Majestuoso so been always ready. Then wobbly third from Sundon's Courage. Tough monarch, lot of muscle. Margaret Ruth Temporal. No, he was, uh, you know, he did get a bit keen mid-race and uh, obviously having um, Temporali up there uh, pulling and sort of eyeballing him, I think, you know, caused him to get a bit keen and, uh, you know, he, uh, he did get pretty keen up the back and then sort of coming off the back, I, I knew Tough Monarch was just whacking away on my back and not quite keeping up, so I kept a good hold of him on the corner so nothing could sort of um, drop down there and, and get a run throughout the inside because uh, I was extremely worried about always ready and, and, you know, and a few of the others in the run because I just thought I'm just going too hard I'm running fast quarters and doing it um, sort of pulling so it wasn't ideal but to his credit he um, he went really well 
The Mile Rate for the Tab Summer of Glory. Next weekend, the Woodland Stud, What the Hill, Great Southern Star and the Del Rey National Hunter Cup. Amazing record, Andy and, and wife Kate with these feature uh, trotting races. They go in with a very strong hand for the Great Southern Star uh, next week. Uh, but let's celebrate Majestuoso's performance he looked like he could have been in a bit of trouble with about a, a lap to go, Rob, because he started to pull hard on the horse outside of him, Temporale, pulled very hard. It was an extraordinary performance. It was an amazing performance, Danny. I thought first up his performance at Shepparton was, was okay. I didn't think it was anything special, and he had to improve on that run last night. Drawing the front row, he worked to the front. He was certainly pes- uh, pressured by Temporale, and they ran some pretty slick sectional times, 45-4, Twenty uh, lead time twenty nine nine twenty eight seven the second quarter for a trotters so they went fifty eight six the first half twenty nine and twenty eight eight and he just kept responding he held off the very fast challenge of always ready who put the riding on the wall with a slashing trial on Monday night at Melton he lived up to that trial with a great performance running second last night wobbly had its chance was in the right spot one one but wasn't able to run down uh, the, the the winner. Uh, fourth home was Sundon's Courage, who made up very good ground from back in the field. And Temporale, who did his fair share of work, battled on into fifth placing. But all honours to the winner, Majestuoso. He got a bit keen in the race, and that's probably now the challenge for the stable. Uh, he's got to go into uh, two mile races next week. Look, obviously the mile races will suit him because he is keen, he's very fast. Uh, he's just got to back up from that. But one thing that's proven, Andy Gath and Kate Gath, they both know how to prepare horses to win the Great Southern Star. They've proven it over uh, a number of years now, and, and they know what, uh, what, it, what, what it takes. They've got their training uh, regime, I think, uh, down to a pack, and, and their horses are going to perform exceptionally well next week. One thing to, to keep note of is that Tornado Valley's heading to the Great Southern Star, a series that he won last year first up. Uh, at the heat and then the final on the same night. And Vacation Hill, who won impressively also, is nominated and is likely to go that way as well. Which, just thinking ahead if you're taking fixed odds betting, um, you know, you, you think Majestuoso was super in winning and he was last night, but there's no guarantee on who Kate's going to drive. Remember, the barrier draw is done after the two heats on the Friday night and then the final. So just keep that in mind if you're looking at taking some futures bets. Oh, no doubt, depending on how the heats uh, play out as well, because there'll be two heats. They might all end up in the one heat too, Danny. You just don't know. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out. The Barry draws will be really keen. Tornado Valley, uh, wouldn't that be a fairy tale story if he could come back and win? And you can't write him off because he's, he's done it in the past and uh, he, he's, a, he's a genuine chance. Majestuoso, clearly uh, the, the X factor. He's got all the excitement to, to take out the big series. And there's nothing wrong with the run of Vacation Hill last night. Uh, very impressive. And when you compare her form around some of the good trotters in New Zealand, she can't be dismissed. Rob, uh, the most talked about race for the night uh, was certainly the Group 2 Allied Express Casey Classic. Let's have a listen, then we'll have a chat. Expensive ego. Triple eight second, then major roll. Triple eight wanted to hang in under pressure, but he's still coming. It's expensive ego. The leader, Triple eight's getting close. It's expensive ego. Triple eight, Triple eight's level. Expensive ego has to find. He's finding. He's digging. And he dug to win, but I think they lock wheels. They got pretty close, those two. Expensive ego. And uh, on the outside, Triple eight, they've.
Where did you think the interference came? It was two occasions um, at the top of the straight um, as I started to make my run forward. Um, expensive ego upon straightening shifted up probably half a cart width um, before Mr Alpha could correct it and I had to check away and then again nearly identical halfway up the straight um, I was all but levelling up wheel to wheel and had to stop and shift the cart um, so it was yeah two occasions in the 200 metres where there was I had to check away from Expensive Ego. So the first pass the post was Expensive Ego I know we had a good chat on air as to whether it would be upheld or dismissed uh, Gareth Hall was able to talk to the drivers while they'd given their evidence were outside the room. I don't think Greg Sugars filled anyone with confidence that it would be upheld, and Chris Elford seemed pretty confident that he'd be right to hang on to it, but it was upheld. Um, so that, again, divisive at the best of times with, um, with uh, protests being upheld, but for expensive ego, it, drama seems to follow him wherever he goes. He wins an Inter-Dominion and loses it on pro protest, and then he loses the group to Casey Classic on protest as well. Honestly, you just can't believe it, can you? Uh, how unlucky can you possibly be? However, you know, you and I were split on our uh, our thoughts. Uh, the, the winner turned out to be uh, number seven, which was Triple Eight, winning it on protest. It was a head margin. We'll talk about uh, the protest shortly. Uh, se second, which uh, was Expensive Ego, relegated after being passed the post first. Third major role was an improved run, continues to impress under the Julie Douglas camp. Like a wildfire, ran on from well back in the field and torrid St. Justin behind him. It was ahead by 7.5, 153.9 mile rate, 54.9 last half. Lead time 44.6, 30.2, 8 that second quarter, and they came home in 27.4 and 27.5. I thought uh, the right decision was made. Uh, I felt that Triple Eight was going to get the measure of expensive ego. Half up the straight, he shifted off. And um, look, you know, Greg Sugar's had to pull the horse uh, fairly wide. He might have had to overdo it a little bit to, to make out that uh, there, there was interference. There was a head margin. I can see both sides of the arguments. I don't think it was really clear-cut, no matter which way you looked at it. Uh, from a personal perspective, I thought the right decision was made, but I can equally say uh, I can understand why people weren't happy. It was uh, it was certainly dramatic, because Expensive Ego was the $1.35 favourite as well. Um, ask a couple of questions. Going to the Hunter Cup, Major Roll and Like a Wildfire, who finished third and fourth, they're probably right on the cusp, at least of one of them making the Hunter Cup. They may not but they'll probably come into calculations at least being talked about. So Triple Eight will be in there and Expensive Ego will be in there. Can either of those two horses win the Hunter Cup next week? Oh, for sure, Danny. I, I think this Hunter Cup is going to be one of the most intriguing Hunter Cups we've seen for a very long time, mainly because uh, there's at least six or seven genuine chances. We saw the Ballarat Cup. There wasn't much between most of the fancied horses when they went over the line. It was a very competitive uh, race uh, in the way it was driven. And uh, these horses here uh, are all going to be peaking on uh, Grand Final Day Hunter Cup night. <laughs> I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait for this Hunter Cup. I think it's one of the most exciting Hunter Cups that we've seen for a long time. So many winning chances. Triple Eight, yes, if it gets the right run and draws well, it can win. And look, there's expensive ego. You know, he's, um, he's an interesting horse. I think he's probably a bit more one-dimensional. I could be wrong. You know, does he need to lead to win or find the front to, to win? I think so. I'm not sure whether he can come from behind and win. So I think he becomes a little bit vulnerable. King of Swing, we've seen before. He's the, he's the, the benchmark of all the horses. Well, I watched his race last night. I'm, I'm not sure if you had a really good look at it. 
He wanted to shift out up the straight. He was first up. Um, King of Swings, the sort of horse that he's a bit like the better loosen up in the gallops. He never wins by a big margin. I reckon he'd have to have to improve a bit, Rob, on what I saw at Menangle last night. It was a good win. It was probably typical of King of Swing, but I, I, I'm not sold. Well, the thing about uh, the, the Belinda McCarthy horses, and we can probably say this about even Lock and Varat, these are horses that you know have got on in age or, or had to deal with you know some you know, some type of injury, and you know they've come off the 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 the, the um, into Dominion. They've had to be freshened up. Lock and Varat's had to come back from injury. It's really the young third stringer, Spirit of St. Louis. When you look at the preparation, he's had no setbacks. He's gone through the country cup circuit. He's won the won the three country cups. He's really the horse that goes into it and ticks every box. It's just that he's always been seen as the third stringer. But I think going into the Hunter Cup, he's the best prepared horse. I think you might be on to something there, and it, and it makes perfect sense. Um, the other feature for the night, it was the Group 2, the Breakthrough Pace Final. This was a really good lineup of horses. Uh, from the worst gate, Spring in his step was able to overcome it and beat the favourite, Kimball. Then came I Like Me Better, Ideal Some Magic as they head off the back in 28.2. It's Kimball, five metres, springing his step as pegging him back now. Eight metres away, I Like Me Better. In the straight, it's Kimball, springing his step, getting close. Springing his step moves up to Kimball. Springing his step hit the lead at the 100, though. He drew away from Kimball, a long way back up to third. Bernie Winkle makes ground, but it is springing his step. That's a terrific performance. He was last early. Yeah, no, he really was, Nikita. He, um, you know, he was terrific tonight. His, his run last week was really good, but he, um, you know, he did blow up over the back a little bit last week. So he was always going to take merit out of that. And um, as he's shown tonight, when they, you know, when they run it pretty genuine, he's got to do a bit of work. He, he seems to um, be pretty strong at the end. He's tough horse spring in his step, Rob. Um, we've seen him a couple of times, and he's not really the, the sit sprinter. Uh, he's tough and he's really developing. And even though he was able to drop in behind the leader at about the 700, he'd worked a lot uh, in the run to get there and he was terrific. Oh, he was terrific. He's really proven to be a terrific stayer. We've seen him put up some wonderful staying performances at Melton in recent times. And once again, his performance last night was outstanding. A mile rate of 156, 56.7 last half. Lead time was solid, 43.8, where Kimball led. And it was run at a good speed, 29.9, 29.3, 28.2 and 28.5. And what I loved about the race, the amount of moves that were made. Uh, there were horses taking off three white all attempting to get up near the speed. And Spring in his step was one of those horses. He was able to drop in behind Kimball as Gillaby Fernando was sitting behind Kimball and dropped off. And he was just a little bit too strong in the straight. Kimball brave in defeat once again. Bernie Winkle, the old-timer, he just was running on late at the finish. Uh, Ideal Some Magic made a mid-race move and battled on strongly. And uh, Sweet Louise, she's a talented mare, but she's got a lot of quirks. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see the best of her somewhere down the track. But all honest to spring in his step, he's another horse that will be heading up to New South Wales. Rob, driving honours for the night, went to uh, Jack Callaghan with three winners. Kate Gath drove two. Andy Gath trained two. And Belinda Carthy uh, prepared two winners as well. Jack Callaghan drove Let's Rock, Let's Roll to win in the first. No surprise, he went forward. The horse is a good sit sprinter, took a trail and ultimately was too quick in a very fast final quarter. 
Yeah, very good win by Let's Rock, Let's Roll, uh, finishing off the race uh, to win last night after having a uh, really good trail in the race. And, uh, look, he's a, a lovely horse, uh, trained by David Aiken. Jack Callaghan took the drive last night, and uh, he was uh, just a little bit too good and too fast along uh, the sprint lane. Huli Nien enjoyed a good trip in the one-out-one-back trail, ran on well. Sande, disappointing, led. Uh, he was certainly uh, vetted after the race and found to have a grade one blue. Lead, so there were some issues with Sanday after finishing third. And Shorty's mate ran on well from back in the field. They went 157.2, mile rate 55.4, 45.9 lead time. It wasn't run at a fast tempo, 31.1 and 30.5 the first two quarters. And they put the foot to the floor, 28.6 and a very slick 26.7 home. And let's rock, let's roll, proving too strong along the sprint lane. Race two, Vacation Hill. Uh, now uh, she's nominated for the Great Southern Star, but she showed she might well worth being in there because the turnaround in seven days is extraordinary. She was pretty plain last week. She didn't really handle the track. There were a few excuses, but overall she was really disappointing. None of that tonight. Different horse. She was uh, terrific. Yeah, she was very good. She uh, sweated up pretty badly before that race at Ballarat. Uh, Probably didn't handle the track as well as what she did at Melton last night. Drew to front row, uh, looked well before the race. She was able to find the top, and she ran at a good tempo too. 45.5 lead time, 30.3, 31.1, 2 and 28.6. She seems to be pretty strong and just keeps rolling at uh, the one strong bat. Kai Valley Chief ran on well from back in the field. Number uh, two, my use to me, run third. Eye-catching run at its previous start last night, outstanding. Certainly worth following. I think it might might be in early in the week next week uh, and uh, certainly worth following for at least some miles and Robbie Royale was a good run at very big odds but Vacation Hill certainly creates interest going into the Great Southern Star I think if she draws a nice barrier I don't think she can be ruled out Rob Race 3, uh, terrific to see you on my sunshine first of all back at the track he had a hard run last week at Ballarat first up but tonight he, he had to earn it there was plenty happening in this race plenty happened in the early part of the race, but he was able to get there. Trained by Damien Burns, wonderful training achievement. Uh, the whole family would be absolutely thrilled to have him back, let alone winning, and the horse was driven by Chris Elford. Yeah, fantastic story. I mean, he showed uh, as a young horse, he was an above-average horse. He competed in some very big races, and Damien Burns has done a terrific job to get his horse back at the track. Last night, uh, he was able to work around him. They went a mile rate of 156.2, 157.8 last mile, 59.3. It was a uh, survival of the fittest at the finish after a fast lead time of 44, 29.6 and 28.9 the first two quarters. So they went 58.5. And 28.7 down the back, home in 30.6, which was the slowest part of the race. And uh, You Are My Sunshine proved a little bit too strong from October Rain, who was able to work to the front as a few tiring horses. And then he was uh, had a, a, a big ding-dong duel with You Are My Sunshine, who proved a bit too strong at the finish. Valachi, no luck whatsoever. Flew home from back in the field after getting caught up in heavy traffic to run second. October Rain, third. Fourth was Monsieur Delacour. Shayella uh, got into uh, a bit of a battle with You Are My Sunshine at the start of the race. Uh, Laura Croslin uh, ended up getting a, a little holiday from uh, the stewards and also punctured a tyre, which uh, put Shayella's uh, chances uh, to ruin when she was pulled up out of the race. But a great story for uh, the connections of You Are My Sunshine and hopefully uh, we'll only see this horse keep getting better and let's hope he remains sound.
Cash and Flow, what a magnificent horse he's been. He recorded his 36th win in an all-the-way victory in the fourth heat of the all-in-one property, Mercury 80. Oh, he made them all look second-rate, didn't he, uh, Danny? Another winner for Jack Culligan, uh, flew to gate and uh, led easily and just controlled the race, 27-3, 28-2, 26-7 home, 150.4 the mile rate. He's going to be very hard to beat in the final, that's for sure. Bulletproof boy who was three back to pegs, uh, ran on strongly. Boots Electric uh, uh, sat behind the leader, had its chance, wasn't good enough, and John Luke into fourth placing. But cash and flow, he's going to be a very hard horse to beat in the Mercury final. And the last of the night, I think everybody's best bet, better Robin, had had to carry a bit of weight, but there was really never... For a moment of concern, Jack Callaghan brought up his third winner and Belinda McCarthy trained her second. Yeah, she put the riding on the wall, didn't she, uh, at a couple of previous two runs. 154.4 mile rate, uh, seven seconds of lead time, 29, 29.8, well rated, home in 27.9 and 28.4, mile rate of 154.4. She was never in doubt. She'd found the lead and she was just too strong at the finish uh, to defeat uh, Pray Tell, who also ran a very good race, set in the 1-1. Uh, hit the line nicely, certainly worth continuing to follow. Uh, our classy reactor into third spot came from back in the field and Rosarito Miss, who's never too far away. But all honours to the winner, Better Robin. She might be looking for a start in the Ladyship Cup. However, interesting listening to Jack Culligan last night, uh, Belinda McCarthy, they'll be bringing down Fairy Tinkerbell and that's obviously their main pick for the mares. Rob, great night. Plenty of more wonderful action to come next Friday night and Saturday night with uh, the carnival continuing for nights three and four. Wedderburn Cup Day today. They've got terrific fields. I uh, hope you can find a winner there. So we'll look forward to a busy week, a lot of studying, but a lot to look forward to over the next seven days. Can't wait, Danny. Uh, on behalf of uh, the Mile Rate team, happy harnessing. Have a wonderful day uh, with the Wedderburn Cup and can't wait for the Great Southern Star next Friday night and Hunter Cup night on Saturday night. Thank you.